I was glad when they said unto me, We will go unto the house of the Lord. Lord, open thou our lips. No? Oh. Hey, Brent, you're muted. Oh, Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 31, found on page 375. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Make haste to deliver me. And be thou my strong rock and house of defense, that thou mayest save me. For thou art my strong rock and my castle. Be thou also my guide, and lead me for thy name's sake. Draw me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Into thy hands I commend my spirit, for thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, thou God of truth. I have hated them that hold of lying vanities, and my trust hath been in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, and hast known my soul in adversities. Thou hast not shut me up in the hand of the enemy, but hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble, and mine eye is consumed for very heaviness, yea, my soul and my body. My life is waxen old with heaviness, and my years with mourning. My strength faileth me because of mine iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I became a reproach among mine enemies, 
but especially among my neighbors, and they of mine acquaintance were afraid of me, and they that did see me without conveyed themselves from me. I am clean forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am become like a broken vessel. For I have heard the blasphemy of the multitude, and fear is on every side, while they conspire together against me, and take their counsel to take away my life. But my hope hath been in thee, O Lord. I have said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies, and from them that persecute me. Show thy servant the light of thy countenance, and save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be confounded, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the ungodly be put to confusion, and be put to silence in the grave. Let thy lying lips be put to silence, which cruelly, disdainfully, and despitefully speak against the righteous. O oh, how plentiful is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, and that thou hast prepared for them that put their trust in thee, even before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the covert of thine own presence from the plottings of men. Thou shalt keep them secretly in the tabernacle from the strife of tongues. Thanks be to the Lord, for he hath shown me marvelous great kindness in a strong city. But in my haste I said, I am cast out of the sight of thine eyes. Nevertheless thou heardest the voice of my prayer, and I cried unto thee. O love the Lord, all ye his saints. For the Lord preserveth them that are faithful, and plenteously rewardeth the proud doer. Be strong, and he shall establish your heart, all ye that put your trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 22nd chapter of the second book of Kings. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned thirty-one years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedidiah, the daughter of Adiah of Bozkath, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in all the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Now it came to pass, in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, that the king sent Jephan, the scribe, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshut. Meshulam to the house of Israel, saying, Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, that he may count the money which has been brought into the house of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have gathered from the people, and let them deliver it into the hand of those doing the work, who are the overseers in the house of the Lord. Let them give it to those who are in the house of the Lord doing the work to repair the damages of the house, to carpenters and builders and masons, and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. However, there need be no accounting made with them of the money delivered into their hand, because they deal faithfully. Then Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Then Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. So Shaphan, the scribe, went to the king, bringing the king word, saying, Your servants have gathered the money that was found in the house, and have delivered it into the hand of those who do the work, who oversee the house of the Lord. Then Chaphon the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Chaphon read it before the king. Now it happened when the, when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he tore his clothes. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the priest 
Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, Akbor, the son of Micaiah, Shaphan, the scribe, and Isaiah, a servant of the king, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book, to do according to all that is written concerning us. The Hilkiah, the priest, Ahikam, Akbor, Shaphan, and Isaiah went to Huldah, the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikvah, the son of Herhas, keeper of the wardrobe. She dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they spoke with her. And then she said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity on this place <clears throat> and on its inhabitants, all the words of the book which the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be aroused against this place and shall not be quenched. But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, in this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Concerning the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord, when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, and you tore your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, says the Lord. Surely, therefore, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace, and your eyes shall not, be, shall not see all the calamity which I will bring on this place. So they brought back word to the king. Here ends the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou, in the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou, in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the third epistle of John, <clears throat> the elder, to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers, who have borne witness of your love before the church. If you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of God, you will do well, because they went forth for his name's sake, take, taking nothing from the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such, that we may become fellow workers for the truth. I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to have the preeminence among them, does not receive us. Therefore, if I come, I will call to mind his deeds which he does, prating against us with malicious words, and not content with that he himself does not receive the brethren, and forbids those who wish to, putting them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. 
Demetrius has a good testimony from all, and from the truth himself. And we also bear witness, and you know that our testimony is true. I had many things to write, but I do not wish to write to you with pen and ink. But I hope to see you shortly, and we shall speak face to face. Peace to you, our friends greet you. Greet the friends by name. Here is the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant. Perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of our sins, through their tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited him. Give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, all, all things in Jesus Christ our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee to keep thy household, the church, in continual godliness, that through thy protection it may be free from all adversities, and devoutly given to serve thee in good works, to the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, the knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, 
Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, in the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. This morning's Old Testament lesson marks the end of a thread that we began the week after Easter. We only have 22 Sundays after Trinity this year, so we stop here in the Old Testament story of the kings of Israel. Next year, with 24 Sundays, we'll complete the story. With our readings from the book of Exodus back in April, we began the broad arc of the people of Israel, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who grew to a nation in slavery in Egypt, were freed by God's hand through his prophet Moses. In Exodus 19, we read of the covenant that God made with Moses, one of at least five covenants between God and his people that are reported in the Old Testament. At the beginning of Exodus, Yahweh promised that the people of Israel would be his special people and have their own territory in the land of Canaan, renewing the promises he made to Abraham six centuries earlier. At the same time, he commanded them to follow the law given to Moses, and to worship him as their only God. After wandering in the wilderness just before he dies, Moses recapitulates his covenant with the next generation of Israelites in the book of Deuteronomy, our Old Testament readings at evening prayer this past week. As Deacon Bob said Thursday night, Moses is articulating what was later termed the Deuteronomic, Deuteronomic, Deuteronomic principle which is obedience to the Lord's commands brings blessing, while disobedience brings a curse and destruction. So when the 12 tribes of Israel have their own land and their own kings, the books of Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles are really 450 years of the people of Israel demonstrating this core principle of their relationship with God and their inability to keep the promises that they've made in this covenant. Under good kings, beginning with David and this week including Hezekiah and Josiah, Israel flourishes and enjoys God's blessings. Psalm 31 this morning is explicitly a psalm of David where he articulates his trust and obedience to God and calls on others to follow his example. Alas, as Bishop said on Thursday, the really evil kings, notably Ahab and Manasseh, bring God's condemnation on the entire nation and thus the northern and southern kingdoms eventually forfeit the land promised to Abraham and his descendants. Here in chapter 22, we read the wonderful story of how, with the help of Hilkiah, Josiah brings renewal to the southern kingdom after the evil of his grandfather and grandfather. Chapter 23, which we won't read this year, finishes the story of Josiah, the last good king of Judah. But here at the end of chapter 22, we are 17 years from the fall of Jerusalem and the Babylonian captivity, which is told in chapter 25. Even before the fall of Jerusalem, Jeremiah has foretold a new covenant that will come. And we will read these prophecies during the season of Advent, which begins in eight days. 
as well as the earlier messianic prophecies of Isaiah. In our final reading this morning, we have the last of three letters of St. John. This is short, and it's more pastoral than, say, the more theological letters of Paul. But it's possible to discern at least two things in the letter. One is the importance of hospitality, consistent with the love of one's neighbor codified in the second great commandment of the Old Testament, and demonstrated by Jesus' example throughout the New Testament. The other is obedience to authority. While Christians are saved by Jesus' sacrifice, we are exempt from the authority of God and his ministers that were the focus of the Old Testament. Next week, we'll begin to prepare for the season of Advent. We'll be hearing from my favorite minor prophet. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in the unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or esteem. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Mighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Until now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for coming.
Thank you for Britt, Carl, and Chris for making this morning possible. Thanks, Joel. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.